cephalopods are the snail's way of making a fish. And I think that's what has captured so many scientists' attention and so many people's attention is that they are an animal that's an invertebrate with no backbone, that's completely squishy, just made of mucus and skin, and yet they do things that remind us of vertebrates like us. They look with eyes like ours. They seem to have brains that process that information, complex behaviors. And, um, and they can swim very fast. Their swimming speeds can be as fast as many fish and sharks out there. So they can do a lot, of, a lot of the things that we think only vertebrates should be able to do. I've started calling cephalopods the new dinosaurs because something that isn't as well known about them is how far back in time they go. When we think of cephalopods at all, we tend to think of the octopus and squid in the ocean today. But their ancestors go way back before there were even any dinosaurs, and they were the original sea monsters. They completely dominated the world before there were dinosaurs, before there were sharks, before there were fish. They were the first big predators on the planet. and. I think that's one of the things that makes them amazing that not many people know about. Now one of the reasons that not many people know about this fantastic uh, deep history of cephalopods is that they're squishy. They are animals without bones and so they don't fossilize very well at all. A dinosaur is full of bones. It has a skeleton just like we do and all of those bones can turn into fossils, can turn into rocks and so we have whole fossil skeletons from dinosaurs and when you look at a skeleton it's kind of easy to see how it articulates, how the jaw might have moved, you can hang an animal on it. Um, and all we have from cephalopods are the few hard parts that they do leave behind. They're shells. And when an animal lives inside a shell, you don't have any idea of what that animal would have looked like. That whether it had 10 tentacles or 100 tentacles or no tentacles, what its eyes were like, any of the beautiful squishy parts that we love in octopuses today, it mostly don't fossilize. There are some exceptions. Um, well, one of my favorite living cephalopods um, is also sometimes referred to as a living fossil. It's the vampire squid and its scientific name Vampirotuthis infernalis actually means a vampire squid from hell, which uh, is a terrifying name that was given to it because of the way they look. Um, they live in the deep sea. They have this very creepy dark red appearance to them. They can flip their arms inside out and look like they're covered with spikes, although the spikes are just these soft little fleshy appendages. Um, and it turns out that they're incredibly gentle, uh, slow-moving creatures that just eat poop, basically, that drifts down from above. Um, they eat this delicious poop rain that comes down into the deep sea from all of the animals living near the surface. Um, and they, uh, they are also um, very patient with the reproductive lives. They uh, invest a lot of time in their offspring. Um, and they just, they sort of epitomize to me how cephalopods keep surprising us. Uh, your local aquarium, of course, is a great destination for living cephalopods, but um, it's also possible to keep them in home aquariums, um, which is actually how I got started when I was 10 years old. And uh, with, uh, with the help of my father, I got a saltwater aquarium and kept, you can't keep a giant Pacific octopus at home, but you can keep a small one. And they make, uh, they make actually quite interesting pets. And as for the seeing fossil cephalopods, 
cephalopods, um, there are many fossil shells, so not the squishy tentacles, but the hard shells that these animals used to have that can be found um, in tremendous abundance. In particular, a group called the Ammonites. Uh, there are many places around the U.S. and around the world where you can find uh, fossil ammonites, they're one of the easiest fossils to find. So if you just connect with a local fossil hunting group or um, a local uh, natural history museum or geology group, you can get out there and find some fossil ammonites.